0: welcome to the zero pain philosophy podcast i'm matt and together with carl i founded zero pain philosophy bringing you the latest pain information to provide the best treatment options to your patients In this month's Members Podcast, we will be talking about Enhanced Recovery After Surgery, or ERAS, what it means, its principles and the benefits to our patients. We will also look at the evidence as it begins to grow in the veterinary and medical literature. Let's start then by perhaps explaining what ERAS is and what its aims are. So ERAS or Enhanced Recovery After Surgery is an evidence-based multimodal approach to improve recovery after surgery and it was originally implemented following major surgery in human medicine. It was introduced in the 1990s for colorectal surgery and has since been implemented in multiple settings. It is a multidisciplinary team or an MDT approach centering on excellent patient care with the aim of providing exceptional, multimodal, perioperative patient care, therefore ensuring a rapid return to normal physiological function. What are the aims of ERAS? The aims are uh, a number, but are centred around the following. So reducing the length of hospital stay, obviously a really important factor in human medical care, but ever increasingly so being an important factor consider in the care of our veterinary patients. Also to reduce um, complications in the perioperative period, and these can be any number or description of complications. To improve mobility and comfort post-anesthesia and post-surgery to improve post-operative food intake and we understand how this is a vital um, factor in the recovery period for a number of the veterinary species that we manage. An aim also is to audit post-operative outcome measures from these surgical procedures so looking at how the use of enhanced recovery after surgery and how the implementation of the components of an ERAS protocol can have an impact on those post-operative outcome measures. So let's look then at how we might describe the variables or the components of ERAS. There are a number of them and these include the inclusion of local anesthetic or local anesthesia techniques, an important Component of the use of multimodal analgesia with an aim to both minimize and optimize the use of opioids with the other analgesics um, in the perioperative management of our surgical patients. Then thinking about fluid therapy, the use of a goal-directed approach to fluid therapy, ensuring that adequate intravenous fluid therapy is utilised, but also using oral fluid therapy to allow us to move from IV to um, enteral routes of fluid administration and the avoidance of overhydration and the potential complications associated with that on the respiratory and ventilatory systems. Although not necessarily anaesthetic or an analgesic component, the selection of surgical technique is considered important with regard to ERAS, and this, for example, um, allows for the consideration of the use of minimally invasive techniques. The use of antiemetics to minimize nausea, a considerable problem postoperative nausea and vomiting in um, medical and human anesthesia. And certainly something that we recognise in some of our veterinary species as well. The importance of nutrition and early feeding post-anesthesia to improve outcome. If any drains, lines, catheters or cannulas are utilised, then the early removal of these to aid um, in that immediate recovery period. And then not... in not forgetting uh, the importance of the use of different physical therapy techniques, so early mobilisation and um, incorporation of physiotherapy techniques, both of um, the skeletal um, system but also of the respiratory system as well. So, what do we understand um, currently with regard to the human medical perspective? And I thought I would just review here um, uh, a review from 2020 from the British Journal of Anaesthesia that looked at enhanced recovery after surgery and where things have reached at this time point. So, about sort of 20 years on from the original ERAS component studies. And this looked at the components and the perioperative outcomes of ERAS and was a nationwide observational study. Its aims were to review the association of the use of ERAS components and perioperative complications. So they looked at the number of ERAS components utilised that we discussed earlier on and how their use then um, tied in or linked to perioperative outcome. And what were they able to conclude in this study? That ERAS use has increased over time. So this was a um, review uh, observational study conducted between 2006 and 2016, so about 10 years. And the higher use of ERAS, so higher number of ERAS components used, was associated with reductions in complications. So it improved the complication odds and it importantly reduced the length of hospital stay. Individual ERAS components with most effect were early physical therapy and mobilisation, the avoidance of use of a urinary catheter and interestingly from a human perspective the use of tranexamic acid. Some bias were noted, though, and that may have affected some of the outcomes. So a nice review, uh, a perspective that the use of ERAS and the use of ERAS components does improve the complication odds and reduce the length of hospital stay in um, human medicine. What do we have then evidence-wise um, in veterinary medicine? There are no um, reviews published to date, and the literature is still developing, but certainly an area where we can absolutely focus on excellent patient care. There is a, um, a paper published in uh, the Journal of female Medicine and Surgery in 2018 and this was titled Assessing Analgesia Equivalence and Appetite Following Alfaxalone or Ketamine-Based Injectable Anesthesia for Feline Castration as an Example of Enhanced Recovery After Surgery. This was a paper um, authored by Armstrong, Wagner, Chima and Pang. The protocol for their injectable anesthesia for feline castration involved dexmedetomidine, Hydromorphone, Meloxicam, and an intratesticular block. Both groups showed equivalence in pain scores post surgery, which um, the authors concluded that um, both were suitable protocols, the alfaxolone or the ketamine group. So they were included with the drugs that we listed um, and either alfaxolone or ketamine. But interestingly, the return to uh, eating was faster in the alfaxilone group. So what can we take from this study that either protocol was adequate in terms of providing post-operative, um, excellent post-operative pain scores and post-operative analgesia, but from um, the second part of our RS components, the return to normal eating was faster in the alfaxilone group. Let's think about, about some questions that we might want to consider when we, particularly when we think about anti-nausea and uh, return to feeding, is can meropitant play a pale a, um, a lace in uh, actually improving feeding post-anesthesia? And we think that it can. And we certainly now have some evidence for its excellent anti-nausea um, properties, particularly with the use of certain types of opioids. And with it being such a focus in human and medical anesthesia, the use of opioid-free protocols or opioid-sparing protocols, and where are we in terms of the veterinary community um, with regard to those uh, currently? We, I don't think we've quite reached um, the point yet where we are able to not to utilise opioids but we are developing opioid sparing protocols and as we've already suggested um, missing or reducing opioid component use may have a significant improvement in terms of feeding um, and nausea and other post-operative complications. I thought i just mentioned here a 2020 study in cats undergoing a very hysterectomy so there were two ketamine the two protocols were two doses of ketamine dexmedetomidine midazolam the use of a local anesthetic technique a line block meloxicam and buprenorphine was utilized um, if needed as rescue um, analgesia interestingly the dose of ketamine used did not um, relate to the requirement for rescue analgesia but age directly directly correlated to opioid need. So the older the patient, the more likely they were to require opioid analgesia in the recovery period. So this is certainly the way that we're going to start to see things uh, moving uh, as we start to utilise opioid sparing protocols as we are able to use other analgesics. So how can we incorporate ERAS into our everyday practice? I think five things to focus on here, the use of multimodal analgesia, the use of a local anesthetic technique where appropriate, pain assessment in the perioperative period, appropriate fluid therapy and goal-directed wherever possible, and the use of physical therapy to aid early mobilization in the recovery period as well. What then is our take-home message from um, this review of enhanced recovery after surgery? So a use of an ERAS approach or ERAS component um, may assist in in improving surgical outcomes, allow auditing of clinical practice and most importantly optimise patient care please do head over to the Zero Pain Philosophy Forum if you have any questions, comments or thoughts about this podcast and we look forward to those and interacting with you the next time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you join us next time.